You're listening to Headphones Recommended. I'm Jake, and this is my story. We met in marching band, but I don't remember how. I just remember that she was utterly captivating to me, from the way she talked to the way she smiled, and I was smitten immediately. I was also awkward, and didn't make a move for a long time. I eventually did, though, and again, I don't remember how, because the beginning is such a blur from the middle. I do remember our first kiss. She had come over to watch a movie with me, so we were in my living room. It ended, and she was getting ready to leave, but none of the lights were on yet because the movie had been our only light, and now it was over. We were standing there in my living room, neither of one of us wanting to act first, but then we did, at almost the same time. It was the first kiss of many. Falling in love with her was so easy, and it was something we did together, at the same pace. I was, am, a giant nerd, and I was a philosophy student at the time, so I remember that I was musing about something one night that was an equal mix of profound and utterly cheesy. What is life but the things that keep us alive, right? So, life is partially breath, and there's love in life, isn't there? So if there's love in life and there's life in breath, then there must be love in every breath. Equal parts nerdy and romantic. Some things don't change. At some point we took a picture together. It's us in glasses and pajamas that nobody else would see us in, cuddled up under a blanket, looking at each other the way only two people in love look at each other. Her hand is on my face. It's one of my favorite pictures. Months later, she made me a gift. She drew that picture by hand a -a one-of-a-kind pencil drawing, and framed it for me with some words written at the bottom. Love in every breath. It's one of the best gifts anyone has ever given me, and yes, I do still have it somewhere. We traveled together. We traveled to the tower on the hill ten minutes from her house so that we can have a picnic and we traveled all the way to Kentucky to visit my aunt and uncle. We rode roller coasters, listened to loud music in the car with the windows down, and just went everywhere together. We laughed at each other's bad jokes, we took care of each other, and we were part of each other's families. It was perfect. Then fall came around, and it wasn't. I fell apart, and neither of us had any idea how to put me back together. I stopped caring, not just about her, but about anything. I was apathetic 
and irritable constantly. I remember I got upset at her once for putting condiments on a fridge shelf instead of in the fridge door. Who gives a fuck where the ketchup goes? Why was that important? This went on for several weeks, with me just completely deteriorating. Things that shouldn't have been upsetting were. Things that should have brought me joy instead made me feel nothing at all. This was also the start of what would later be diagnosed as asthma, so really my entire body was giving up. I remember we broke up on a bench on campus. She told me she didn't understand what was happening, but she couldn't handle it anymore. She said she still hoped I could snap out of it and we could give things another chance. I didn't. We didn't. I started clinical therapy shortly thereafter, but it wasn't helpful. I still just felt nothing. It's hard to actualize solutions to problems you don't even have the energy to identify. By the end of undergrad, I strongly suspected that I had cyclothymia, but I didn't have a psychiatrist to do anything about it. All I got diagnosed with in college was a sleep disorder, which I'd like to point out they did absolutely nothing about. It would take seven more years to take medication for my brain. It started with ADD medication, then we added antidepressants after I dropped out of my PhD program. Eventually, I found a combination that mostly works, which is true at the time I'm writing this, but may not be true in a few months or years, because that's just the nature of how psychoactive medication works. I lost her because I have depression, and I didn't do anything about it. Maybe I didn't know, maybe I did know, but just had a lifelong opposition to medicating for it, or maybe something else. But the bottom line is that I wasn't responsible for my mental health, and I lost one of the most important people in my entire life because of it. I waited too long, and we both paid the consequences for my inaction. She is the reason I take my mental health seriously. She is the reason I am so hard on myself every time I don't have something I hate about myself under enough control for my liking. I vowed not to let mental illness control my life because of her, so she is the reason why I started doing my best to be better, every day, in every way I know how. And I am better. I'm not perfect, but I know I never will be, and I have begun to make peace with being a constant work in progress. I learned that irritability is the result of anxiety. When you treat anxiety, you no longer care where the ketchup goes in the fridge. I mean, you still have preferences, but they are as unimportant in your head as they are in the real world so you don't get upset about it, and you definitely don't take that out on your loving partner. I still feel depressed sometimes, which I want to clarify is different from feeling sad. 
Sadness is the grief you feel when, as an adult, you sit with the dog you've had since childhood while she's euthanized to put her out of untreatable, constant pain. Sadness is the disappointment you feel when you put your heart and soul into a piece of work that takes you almost a year to make, then nobody wants it. Sadness is an unwelcome guest in the house in your head. It is an addition to the company already there, to the spaces already occupied by everything from elation to ennui. Depression isn't like that. Depression is a burglary, where all your favorite things are taken away, and you're left with nothing but that one door that creaks too much. The shower with pressure low enough that it's annoying but not so bad that anyone has done anything about it. The living room that never gets warm enough in the winter. And that weird discoloration in the paint on the ceiling of your room. It takes so much from you that it feels like you can't possibly get it all back, even if you knew how, even if you could remember all the contents in the first place. An act that would be easier if it didn't also take some of your memory, too. Depression leaves you on the floor, with nothing that can bring you comfort. It is a thief, and it is a void, all at once. Depression steals the woman you love right out of your heart, like she was never there at all. It leaves you with nothing when she looks at you with pleading eyes, desperately wishing for the man she adores to still be there, disappointed and hurt when he isn't. With some luck, and with ongoing, never-ending work, my depression will never rob me so badly again. Even so, it will always have a seat at my table. I've learned that brain cooties aren't demons to be fought, battled into submission so they are vanquished forever. They are misguided roommates that we're stuck with. They live here right alongside every other part of us, including the parts we enjoy and the parts we wish didn't exist. We can never get rid of them, so the best we can do is understand them, give them what they need, within reason and make sure there's enough food for them when we make dinner. Come, have a seat. Tell me about your day. We grow by being kind to ourselves where and when we need it most. I am trying so hard to forgive myself for the mistakes that I have made, the gaps in my knowledge, the problems I did not address fast enough or well enough. Maybe someday I will.
Headphones Recommended is written, recorded, and produced by me, Jacob Vanderend. All of these stories are true. This show is ad-free and completely listener-supported by folks just like you. Find out how to get involved at headphones.show, where you can find links to the Patreon, social media, and more. Don't forget to rate the show on your podcast app of choice, and to tell your friends. Every rating and recommendation goes a long way. Questions? Comments? Want to do a guest episode? Want to be a guest artist? Email us at info at headphones.show. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Be good to each other out there.